Welcome, Blazer fans. <laughs> nah. I, I need a little bit more from you. I mean, I, I look, 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 look. I've, I've got some notes. Okay. All, I, got right. notes. I don't. I don't take notes. <laughs> yeah. So uh, just prepare to. Uh, It'll be great. It'll be perfect. Y'all motherfuckers don't watch us play throughout the year, to tell you the truth. I'm gonna be real with you, and I don't care if I get fined. That train is off the track. I feel like you, you can't just like jump through Neptune and be okay. Just prepare to. What the show needs is more dogs and bears and chickens and stuff. Yeah, so uh, just prepare to uh, be a watch and beautiful goodness. Welcome Pacers fans, you are listening to the Undebeatables, your semi-weekly Pacers podcast. This is episode 560, coming to you from Indianapolis, Indiana. I'm your host, Joey Gafrida, the man behind the dials and former season ticket holder. This show, we're going to discuss the shape of the Pacers and uh, what we think we might be the most effective use of personnel. That's just code for, what's up with Brogdon? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> Joining me this week are two of our three analysts. You know what? We're still coast to coast, like buttered toast. Always. Uh, first, from Indianapolis, Indiana, it's the doctor, Jason Triplett. What is up, Pacers fans? What is up, Undebeatables? Once again, nice to be back in the childhood bedroom with Jonathan Colson. <laughs> uh, shout out this week to 2022. So, uh, yeah, we're wrapping up 2021, which really feels like an extended 2020. Oh, yeah. Oh, for sure. So, I'm very confused. I have no idea what year it is. No. 2020 Part 2, I feel like. Right. It it may be a trilogy. I don't know. The way this Omicron thing is going, it will be. Yeah. Usually the third one's the worst of the trilogy. (laughs) (laughs) It depends. Return of the Jedi was pretty good. It was good. Uh, But Empire Strikes Back was still better. Hmm. Mm. Um, like Die Hard 1 and 2 were really strong Die Hard 3 is okay it's good it's still good Samuel L. Jackson yeah it's good it's a good movie but I like, like that one better than the second than 2 alright so. well alright well maybe that maybe uh, <laughs> COVID will be like Die Hard uh, 4 which was the was as good as the rest of them until 1 mm. except I mean, it's just, yeah. well if we go back if we go to the Star Wars prequels the third one was the best one of the prequels? Yeah, yeah, I suppose. But man, that was still a bad movie. Oh, it, was a, it was a long way to get there. Yeah. Oh, man. Oh, if Okay, if COVID is the Star Wars prequels, it'll be better, but it's still going to suck. All right, I'm okay with this metaphor. Yeah, that's about right. <laughs> that's, that's probably where we need to be. Yeah. <laughs> 2020 with the Phantom Menace. Yes. <laughs> Seems about right. Yeah. Get, 2021, 2021 was Trumpish Jar Jar Banks. Like, I can't miss that. No, take that coronavirus. I love it. <laughs> that was pretty solid. Uh, and, and 2021 was uh, Clone Wars, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, which was just full of a, a r- terrible acting and, and a, a bad dialogue. Um, where we all felt awkward the entire time. Yeah. That sounds right. Yeah, yeah. <clears throat> And uh, and then 
Uh, the uh, I don't even know the name of the third. Is movie. it Revenge? <laughs> oh, let's see. Is it Revenge of the Sith? Of the Revenge Sith. of the Sith. I think that's right. Yeah. And okay. and I think that one is going to be closest to what we recognize as Star Wars. So it's yeah. going to be sort of similar to reality, but just still really clunky and awkward. Yeah, but there's a lava planet, right? That's true. Which those are cool. Um, I didn't introduce you at all from Indianapolis, Indiana. He's our in-house bartender. He mixes up the drinks and the crappy jingles. John Colson. What is up, Pacer Nation? So glad to be with you uh, in this holiday season. W- welcome to my uh, home, my childhood bedroom. <laughs> Have uh, a seat. Yeah, yeah. We are. We are. This uh, is where the magic. This is where the magic has always happened. <laughs> uh, coast to coast, like well, you know, we're not coast to coast, but we are definitely like buttered toast. You said coast to ghost. I heard that. <laughs> coast to ghost, yeah. balls to walls, <laughs> sperm to worm. <laughs> um. Well. I was going to ask people for money, but now I feel weird about it. (laughs) (laughs) If you want more of what you just heard, head over to patreon.com slash undefeatables, and you can support us for as little as a dollar per month. And uh, you can hear more of John's quips uh, on our Slack. if you, (laughs) You can text him there, as he would say. Um, Text me on Slack. Yep. So, as I mentioned at the beginning of the show, so we we, we want to talk about uh, Malcolm Brogdon, where he sort of fits in with this franchise. We, we, this the past week, uh, he's been out again. As he, he's you know he, he's had injury troubles. Um, yes, at least since he's been with us, you know that's sort of been par for the course. Um, and before that, and, and, and before, before yeah, I mean, it's sort of a career <laughs> thing, but. You know, we, we, we signed him, you know, he's our sort of our, fran- you know, franchise guy. Like, he's, you know, we, we put the money there, and, you know, he plays great when he's on the floor, but he's he's, he's often not. Um, and then when he's not, there's other players who pick up the slack and, and look pretty good. Levert filled in really nicely as sort of a... Gummy bear Dwayne Washington Jr. That's right. That's right. I mean, looks pretty good to me. Yeah, so I was the one that... Put this on the docket that we want to discuss, and the reason was I was watching the uh, the Miami game, or actually I wasn't watching; I was listening, and I heard that Malcolm Brogdon attempted to play and then re-injured his Achilles, and I suddenly had a panic attack. Briefly, I mean, like a Pacers level panic attack. You were, you were, yeah, you were like hyperventilating. No, yeah, 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 yeah. and I was like. Oh yeah, I forgot that we we put all of our chips in on Malcolm Brogdon because we signed him, as you said, Joey, to this extension, uh, and now we're gonna trade the rest of the team and build around him. And so I just wanted to recount the numbers of games that he's played in his NBA career per season. So, mind you, he also started out as a uh, Chris Duarte esque old rookie. He was twenty four when he was a rookie. That's right. Uh, Played 75 games that season. One Rookie of the Year. Rookie of the Year. Off to a hot start. He was a tw- I did not know he was a 24-year-old rookie. Yeah. yeah, yeah. He played all four years, and he got the Roy. Yeah, I and apparently the then some, because weren't we like 22 when we graduated college? I don't know. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> Speak for yourself. He was probably redshirted his first year. <laughs> yeah, Joey. Uh, year two, played 48 games. Uh, year three, 64. Year four, 54. 
now that was the the COVID season. So I don't know what the total number of games. I forget what the total number of games was, but it was not a hundred percent of the games. Sure. Uh, last year he played fifty six games, and so at a seventy five. Well, COVID, they played at a seventy yeah two seventy two right? right. They played seventy two last year, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, and then this year has played 26 of, I forget what we played so far this year, 30 some odd. He's missed eight plus games, as we report now. Uh, and so I just was worried. I just was like, what? So we talked in the past about whether or not Brogdon is the right type of point guard. Does he make guys around him better? And that's just, the, the second problem is, even if he does, if he shows up for three quarters of the games... Is that going to be good enough for us to be a, a championship-level team? I have worries about this. Well, okay. Uh, Championship-level, no. I think he could be a piece on a good team, but the Milwaukee Bucks had him and traded him away and then won a championship. So th- they clearly didn't think that he was going to be a piece on a championship team. Okay, so that's an argument in the con. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but, I mean, I think... So, look, do I think he makes players... Better, I'm not sure. What I know is he's an efficient scorer. He makes smart decisions offensively in general. He usually only takes shots uh, that are open or uh, going to the basket. Um, and uh, he also is a pretty good passer. Uh, he's got size offensively and defensively. I don't think he's a stalwart defensively, but he's at least big. Uh, he's he's an above-replacement Player level player. What's his, his stats? I want to say his, his PR. PR this season. I mean, I okay, fair enough. Who does he have chemistry with on the team? Is he doing a pick and roll with Sabonis that's deadly? You know, we can watch. We we've talked about the kind of chemistry that Sabonis has with other players on the team, and he he looks to pass to guys. Is he making uh, Miles Turner better? I mean, are are these things that are happening? He's in a backcourt with Karis LeVert, who's also a big guard. You know, what are we running, or what is he running that makes it work? I see a lot of great action. I feel like Malcolm Brogdon makes really smart, analytical decisions about how he's going to score and when he's going to score. But I don't know if he makes people better around him. His PER this year, to your point, Joey, is actually the highest of his career so far. It's 19. Okay. His previous high was last year, which was... So that his uh, previous three years, he's been in the high 17s. 17 okay. So he's above replacement player. 15 is replacement. Right. Yep. 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 And I do feel like he's just... He's, he's savvy and efficient offensive scorer, and he's big enough defensively that he didn't always get burned. Um, I just don't know that he's... He's not elite. He's not making... He's not He's not special. an all-star. No. Right? No. no. Is... Do, Okay, here's an example. He was borderline all-star two years ago. Do you feel like uh, the team we had a few years ago, uh, Darren Collison, is he better than Darren Collison? Collison was... Uh, was Yes. He's he's taller than Darren Collison. Certainly. He's a better scorer than Darren Collison. Okay. Is he a better distributor? I don't know. Probably statistically. He Does is. he give a shit as much? You're talking about the guy who just retired on us? <laughs> Stop it. I mean, he did. 
Hey, he retired in general. It's not like he retired on the Pacers. He went to go save the kids from hell or whatever. Yeah, but then like, <laughs> then like the next season he's like, oh yeah, by the way, Clippers. If but he didn't. Well, because no back. one, because no one signed him. Whatever. Stop being mean to Darren Collison. <laughs> I mean, I like Darren Collison. I'm just saying, is he? Is he? Do you want him instead of Malcolm Brogdon right now? I mean, do you I think, mean Darren Collison from ten years ago or, or five years ago? I mean, I think Brogdon, like you mentioned several times, defensively he's, he's bigger. Just, I mean, he's yeah, he's he's a better two way player. You know, Collison was fast and, and could steal the ball, but like that's what I'm saying. I think Waterbug he stayed in front of people in a way that that Brogdon doesn't. I see get Brogdon getting blown by a lot. I don't know. I I I think that Brogdon's a better two way player. Mm, um, okay. And I mean. It, you know, I never thought like you know while while Bro- uh, Brogdon is is certainly like steady and you know doesn't he doesn't make a bunch of like unforced errors he just doesn't you know I agree with and, that. and Collison also didn't you know right. I think he was a you know pretty pretty measured and, and didn't you know just didn't make a bunch of mistakes you know uh, in fact I remember specifically Collison's like assist to turnover ratio was always really really fantastic right. he just didn't mm-hmm. you know he didn't he just didn't make a lot of turnovers right he didn't hurt us. Uh, with mistakes. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, I think I'd still rather have Brogdon, just sort of like, you know, the the, the physicality he can bring. But, I mean... I mean, so, yeah, I, in a vacuum, I totally agree with this. If Brogdon played 75 games a year... Right, and that's... I I would not have the concerns that I have now. The thing that concerns me is availability. So you think that... So your issue is just with... uh, uh, injury, because my issue is no, is more than that. that. We just signed this dude for four more years or whatever it is. I agree. And we're not sure that he's a leader. The reason I bring up his statistical uh, exploits is that they're statistical exploits. It doesn't really translate to something that you can measure off the or like. Uh, an impact on the game that is outside of. So what you're saying is Malcolm Brogdon is like giving us 17-7 and 4 or whatever, but right. it's not leading to wins. Exactly. And then we give Karis LeVert the ball, and now he's giving us 20 and 10. Right. Still not leading to wins. So even, the, even though Malcolm Brogdon is playing at blood replacement level, I think that on this roster, if you put you know, a, a slightly above replacement level player, like they'd be doing what Brogdon was doing statistically. So you don't think that Brogdon's special? I do not. Okay. And the problem is is that this team... Now, I know Harper would argue that Sabonis is special. I, I'm, I agree with him on that. Um, and I would argue that Miles Turner is special. Okay. But outside of that, there's nobody special on this team. And the, the two guys that we have overlap in skill and they get in each other's way. And we've the, this team has been built upside down. And we just paid the president, our leader, who's not getting anything out of us for another four years. I mean, we can. I mean, yes. It's a but, movable contract, right? Not I, this year. No, no not, not this year. Because we signed him. The rest of the years. But it's not like we paid him a max deal. No, yeah. for sure, for sure. I like him. I like everybody on this team. They're all nice guys. They're all likable guys. But there's no knuckleheads. Right. We just need one. Maybe uh, Gummy Bear is. You may need to remind the listeners who Gummy Bear is. That's uh, Dwayne Washington Jr. Dwayne Washington Jr. 
or the sauce for set. He's not, though. He's such a nice guy. And the other thing we should talk about, I guess, is um, why are we so bad at three-point shooting? Like, the whole league is geared toward three-point shooting. Clearly, one of the things that Carlisle wanted to do when he came in was shoot more three-pointers. And we've done that. I think attempt-wise, we're like, <laughs> we're like right up there. clarify we should make more yeah, three-pointers. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Dropping them in the bucket is not what we do. Like, okay. And we started out the year fine. Yeah, they were good early. Like, we started Shoot, out fine. Middle of the... I mean, like, we weren't elite by any means, yeah. but we were middle of the pack, and it's like, okay, fine. Above middle and so if you're shooting, you know, more threes a game, like, in the end, you're doing better, because three is worth more than two. And that's great. But then we've been now on a... I think it's like a 15 or 16 game stretch where we're shooting, like, at or below 30%. Well, okay, so uh, this is one of the things that I've been watching over as this has evolved, right? Because I was really upset about how we weren't using our size. We're misusing Sabonis. Sure. He's one of the the best low-post big men in the league. He's one of the best passing big men in the league. He's one of the better rebounding big men in the league. Sure. And we're keeping him out front and he's shooting threes. Oh, you know, I wish he would stop shooting threes. Right. Well, he's been doing it. He's, he's really shooting it at like at a it. 24%. He's horrible. Right? He's horrible. And so, why are you taking away the thing that he does well and making him go out there? Because that is the that is what Carlisle has designed. Right? Well, Carlisle has been listening to the show and he's figured out that that's not how it's supposed <laughs> to work. So he's starting to use his mismatches. He's got two big guys. He's starting to use Sabonis down low lately over the last few weeks. Now the problem is um, what that's done is screwed up our spacing. Right. And so all of the efficient threes we were getting earlier in the season we're no longer getting. Also, we don't have elite three-point shooters. I think Brogdon and Lavert are pretty good. Uh, I think Justin... Uh, Holiday's elite, um, but name me another elite three point shooter. Miles Turner is maybe our second or third best three point shooter. Yeah, that's not good. That's not good. So like, I just don't. We don't have the I mean, personnel maybe the for sauce. <laughs> or the like, sauce is great for sure. I mean, I mean Jeremy Lamb, but not great. I mean, yeah. he's injured anyway. So like, I I just don't I just don't think we have a lot of elite now. If you create the spacing that we had before, and this is what Carlisle would argue, right? Um, you know, we were getting better three-point looks before, but the thing is we were still losing those games too. Right. Like, I think I think taking the advantage of the big guys down low is the way to go. And we did that very effectively against Chicago. We just had an 18-point hole before we started playing that way. Right. Because we're not going to outshoot anybody on the three-point line. We're just not. Not right now, nope. So... If you can't do that, then do something else. So, do you think that part of our um, trade packages that we should sort of go for, uh, I, you know, clearly we're thinking, we are active in the trade market right now. For sure. We should try to add a, an elite three-point shooter, a Doug McDermott, if you will. Well, we had a Doug Winger, and we, we gave him away. Too. So, yeah. um, so uh, there was a rumor uh, this week that we were we could get uh, Wesar Westbrook. So I'm That's thinking not solving that problem. No, it doesn't solve that problem. But we, you would now have an All Star on your team. You'd have butts in the seats. I mean, maybe. Would you? I don't know. Uh, I think he's pretty so. fun. People would come to see him. 
I think. How would you feel about Wessel Rusbrook? Oh, I don't want him on my team. I mean, look at I don't those, know, look man. at those look at those teams. Like, I know, I know, but like you know, like Washington, you know, these teams that move them and all of a sudden they get better. Like I don't know, like I mean, Washington's not that much better. Houston's not better. L.A. Whatever, they're fine. Houston has a, other other problems. I'm just saying, and and actually, OKC's not better either. I I don't know. I look, I think. He's an he's a superstar. He's one of the best seventy five players to ever play basketball. I know he's past his prime, but like, you know, if you don't give up too much for him, like, is is that really a terrible I mean, idea? I feel like the way to trade for him is to do a mid season trade. He always starts out super slow and then comes on. That's what I'm saying. Like, look, 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 he's worth forty four million dollars for what the next two years. How, how um, could you not give up? I mean, just on on you know. You'd have to give up Levert and Turner. It's like Turner yeah. or Sabonis. Or uh, T.J. Warren, all those guys are worth twenty million dollars. I get man. Some so I take some combinations that be more would be more interesting than others. I mean, the thing is, is he doesn't really play defense, but he's a force of nature. I mean, he would be the alpha in the locker room immediately. At least there's oh. that. I mean, yeah. Malcolm Brogdon can play two, which is probably what he's most suited for. He's a beautiful spot up shooter. Yeah. He's, he ma- he makes decisive decisions to go to the bucket. Well, he's, is he gonna on get some the ball level, back? on some level, Mark, Malcolm Brogdon is a brilliant two, and he wants to be a one. And we well, just need to bring it. Is, is he just a? Is he a better George Hill? Like, I mean, mm. Mm. I just feel like yeah, I think he is. I feel like we just I mean, or or maybe not even better. He's just George Hill. Like we're just back to the same thing. Like, I mean, he's taller than George Hill. He is taller than George Hill. But I'm not sure he's better. He's just George Hill. Like, and the thing is, he wants to be a one. He came to this team to be a one. But the thing is, I think he's better as a two. And we need a a, a real pure one. Well, when they run those, well, when uh, McConnell, you know, was right. They did a lot of that. They just ran. Actually, some of our best lineups were they McConnell just, coming off the bench, and they just ran. Yeah, they ran yeah. our backup point as a point and right. throw him at the two, and, and it was pretty efficient. Which I thought was. Just and it's like this is the guy who's supposed to be running the team, but they bump him out to the two. It worked pretty well. I mean, it, it yeah. They, they what fun. if we do? What if we do Levert running the point and and I mean they, they basically are still playing the backcourt. Just give Levert the 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 ball handling skills and see what happens. I mean, I feel like you're just running. I feel like you're just running two two guards again. Sure, but I mean, what yeah. I mean, I mean, look, I'm just. I'm shooting blanks, man. I got no plan. I mean, at this point, you just could try anything. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Westbrook this year. What's he doing? Not great. <laughs> no, not great at all. This year, Westbrook's giving you 19, uh, 8, and 8, which is good. Amazing. <clears throat> uh, <clears throat> shooting 30% from the three-point range. That's not going to help our numbers. Ugh. Uh, and turning the ball over a whopping 4.6 times a game. On his own? All by himself. Wow. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's... I personally don't I don't think that's the move. I don't think it's the move either, but I'm just saying, like... I don't know. I don't know what the move is. I mean, we've talked before, like, okay, let's, let's get some draft picks. Yeah. But, like... I, I, it, I know that this, you know, that ownership is going to want to bring an impact player in. I think we've got impact players. I think our issue is is energy 
and motivation. So let's bring in a couple draft picks and let's put some stuff in the water and a crazy put some stuff in the water. <laughs> <laughs> they used to have a, a, a caffeinated water you could you could buy. Mm. Yes. Get them all juiced up on caffeine. Get some of that big face coffee. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> My concern, uh, Joey, is that we have all these guys that we've told they're going to, uh, we're going to trade them. Bad for morale. We we hoped that maybe it would do light a fire under their butts. I guess it has, but that's not real clear. Nobody's playing better. We're not winning. We're winning some games, but it's against bad teams. Uh, I feel like this this entire organization has misplayed this. Um, are you concerned that this is not something that is just going to be a problem this season, but that's going to be a problem for the next couple of seasons moving forward? Like, how bad have we screwed this up, Jason? This organization has been misplaying things for the past five or six years, right? So... I mean, it did well with the Oladipo. Oladipo Sabonis trade. The Oladipo when we traded Paul George, we got Oladipo Sabonis. Everybody said this is ridiculous. What are we doing? And then we it really worked s- out we well. We salvaged. I suppose you could argue that we salvaged that situation as best we could when the Oladipo situation went downhill after the injury. Sure. Even before the injury, there was starting to be hints of you know he wasn't happy to be here. Repeating the Paul George situation. Sure. Yeah. And we ended up getting Karis LeVert. Right. Exactly. So I feel like we are having a hard time uh, building an identity. I think we've had a hard time building an identity since uh, David West left. I was going to (laughs) say, shout out David West. I love David West. But I was going to say. I wore this today. We are all wearing Pacers shirts right now. Of course. Um, but I was going to say, um, we, we we haven't had an identity since, since Nate McMillan left. Oh, interesting. Because the thing is, is that That's guy true. said, hey, look, we're going to play hard every night, we're going to win every game, and we're going to like we're gonna play at max, which means we won't have a level to get up to in the playoffs, and which means they're always going to lose in the first round. But what we do is we play hard, and we, we don't, beat ourselves. We play tough defense. We have an annoyingly mediocre offense, but we win 45 games. That was our identity. That was our identity. And the thing is, that's at least an identity. And we beat up that guy because we were like, oh, it's an uninspiring offense and all this stuff. But, like, we knew who we were. We also got... You know, uh, swept in the playoffs every year. I know, but we knew Not who every we were. Year. And Not we had, we so for that instant, for that brief period of time, we had a, an incandescent player in Oladipo who could take you to the next level, who right. was capable of doing things beyond the limitations of the system that he was working in. And it didn't quite work because we got outsmarted by the Cavs and they double teamed him. And Nate McMillan wasn't <laughs> able to, to anticipate the double team. Hey, Jason, slow down. So what did they do? <laughs> they got the ball out of his hands. They, they, they doubled double team? team. Double team. Oh, man, I've never heard double, of this. Double, 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 I mean, that yeah. sounds genius. Yep. I'm assuming it's beyond my ability to understand. You think that they had, they said, oh, we're going to be playing, the, well, we will be playing the Pacers for four games. So uh, let's uh, 
let's just watch some film and uh, make some adjustments. Well, they ended up playing us for seven games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so they had plenty of time to practice this, what do you call it, <laughs> double team? <laughs> I think it was almost a trap. Yeah, you might call mm, it. Mm, mm, mm. So I don't know how to answer your question. I don't know if the, the organization has completely bungled this or what. I mean, it's the, the nice thing about the NBA is that things are are changeable. Right, like so, we can we can make changes and try to 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 reconstitute the roster in a way that we can get an identity. And and the the problem I think so the issue that the question that we have always had is are all the pieces talking to one another and are all the pieces on the same page? So now, especially now that we've brought in Carlisle. Who is the dude who's been in the NBA since? I feel like he's got his own vision. Seventy-eight or something yeah. like that. No, but it, but that's fine. If you as an organization are like, we hired this guy, we trust this guy. Let's bring this guy into the conversations and say, how do you want to do this? What do you think is going to be successful for you to work with? Let's get pieces that will work with you, right? Um, and. Right now, I don't know that we have an all star, but we have. A, if our dude to build around is Malcolm Brogdon, like, I I would think we would go to Malcolm Brogdon with any potential trades or whatever, and say like, does this work with you, or had or did Russell Westbrook sw- sleep with your mom, like, and this is not gonna work. <laughs> no, I no, I I think that uh, here's the issue. Uh, Sabonis is our best player, and Carlisle has put him out to the corner. It's a just shoot, shoot threes. Like, like this is a part of this is a coaching issue. Like he refuses to. I don't know how the ownership brought in a coach. Yes, an accomplished coach who's won a championship and who always wins forty five games every season. But they brought him in and he said, "I got this. Don't worry about it." And he's taking the one advantage we had, which is a dominant low post offensive scorer. And moved him from the basket. Like, I don't understand what's happening. And this is this coaching problem in my mind. Like, I know he's changing that a little bit over the last few weeks. We're starting to get Turner and Brogdon, uh, or Turner and Sabonis playing down to the basket and, and taking uh, advantage of mismatches. But I have been concerned by how little it seems like Carla has a pulse on how this team has been built. It's almost like he wants to build his team in a different way, and he and uh, Pritchard aren't on the same page. So now we have to trade away half our team to make our coach happy. This is a concern for me. Well, so statistically, to support your argument, uh, Sabonis' assist percentage is down, way down from what it was last year. Because we used to run the offense through him. Yeah, and his usage percentage is also down from 24 to 22, basically. I guess that's not that much. Weirdly, his PER is up. It's the highest it's ever been in his oh, career. Oh, okay. Well, maybe I yeah. don't know anything about basketball. That's quite possible. No, I did, I just, Larry Bird texted me and told me that. <laughs> I, just, I think that means that and his wind shares are, are quite high. Um, Wait, his wind shares are high? That's not possible. See, this the, the stats are wrong because... He we don't win, so he doesn't get shares of things we don't win. Well, his win share is point one nine, one, which is second highest to the first year that he joined the Pacers, and it was point one nine seven. So, 
I don't. I don't. I have. I don't understand basketball enough to know whether or not Carlisle's using him correctly. Apparently, I t- he is. I tend to agree with you that him shooting three pointers uh, at a two eighty two clip, which is what he's shooting him this year, is not the way to go. As good as shooting sixty seven percent from two point range, what he normally does, right? I think he just needs more, more, more shots from the outside. I think that's the problem. Practice makes perfect. I mean, as wild as he's shooting 57% overall, which is the highest of his career. That's impressive. Because. No, sorry, second highest of his career. Okay, because all he's got to do is dunk. Yeah. Now, um, I think. I think his wind shares are. Um, I don't know, he can wind share in my mouth? I don't know. I don't... <laughs> God. <laughs> Uh, cool, cool, cool. Well, Let's move on to uh, our next segment. Um, I think it's time. I want to. Well, first of all, first and foremost, finish this conversation. Uh, like, keep, to stop you from talking. But uh, <laughs> I want to do uh, before. We, I think we want to get. Uh, we're going to close out the show here. But I want to give my stat of the week. Joey, stat of the week. And this one, um, go ahead. What, so, I gave a stat on the last show. Yeah. Was that the stat of the week? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. It was the stat of that show. It was okay. a stat. Not, right. not the stat I'm of the week. I'm just checking. No, 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 no. <laughs> not the stat of the week. Okay. This stat of the week, um, we got some, some good old engineering coming out of Indiana. And when you think of Indiana, what do you think of, Colson? Corn. Corn, okay. Uh, basketball. Basketball, okay. Uh, beaches. What about the color white? Mm, Sadly, yes. Whitestown. Whitestown. Right here in Indiana, we have taken the color white to the next level. Really? Yes. Just the color in paint. It, Purdue University, uh, Shu Lin Ron is a professor of mechanical engineering at Purdue. And he and his team of graduate students have made the world's whitest white paint. Um, and the, the cool the benefits of that are, uh, I mean, the main thing that they wanted to do was, was uh, for... Better education, more money, <laughs> over a lifetime. No. no. Yeah. Uh, less chance to go to prison. Sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, those, those paints will never go to jail. <laughs> <laughs> basically, basically the system is set up to help them be educated, sure. have a better life. If they get pulled over, they're less likely to get a ticket. Right. Yeah, stuff like that. Um, yeah, these, yeah. these paints uh, reflect um, n- over 98% of sunlight that hits it. They, and, of, of racism? <laughs> right. Um, uh, 90, 98% of the problems just go away. Exactly, because they're yeah. so white. They're so white, there's no issue. They just get set back into exactly. the... Into the, into the uh, <laughs> you complain at the restaurant, and it's all it's right. all fine. It's sir, right. sir, take care. Yeah, yeah. The name of this paint, Karen? No. <laughs> no. But it has, it's been, uh, uh, it's been certified by Guinness as the, the, the world's whitest paint. Um, so the... Um, but the, the 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 cool like ap- um, uh, practical applications are like uh, so ordering uh, macchiato at Starbucks. Ordering what? Macchiato. Oh, oh. A macchiato at Starbucks is that is that the, is that the advantage of this? No. How white this is? No. You also really try to order macchiato at Starbucks. Right. Like, why can't you get me a bento box? What right. is going on? 
<laughs> can uh, I see your manager? <laughs> yeah. No. The advantage of being this white is that you can ask for the manager, right. and the manager will actually come out. Yeah. Um. <laughs> so the that they're saying if if it's a uh, uh, ambient temperature outside, it's a it's a hot. Uh, dry day at 85 degrees outside um, if if a surface has this paint on it the the uh, surface temperature will be uh, 75 degrees so it actually cools it cools it and they're saying in a lot of cases better than air conditioning uh, with no power at all because it reflects so much Whoa, so much. okay all right so that's how white it is yeah it's as white as crocs and uh, jean shorts <laughs> okay I like it I like it now I want to, Joey. This is and amazing. flannel, right? Uh, uh, advancement. You can put it on the the tops of school buses. Yep. Yeah. And, uh, and the kids it. will just be cool. I do want to say I think this was a stat of the week. Previously, maybe it was like the previous generation of this paint. You know what? It may have been. Okay. It's getting whiter. That's okay. all I know. I I'm really I'm, conversation before. No, I'm really glad that this didn't end up in burning crosses in front yards. Uh, like this is this is this is uh, the. Uh, <laughs> I think I may have done the blackest paint before. Oh, maybe that's what. And I that one. We talked about white because it was like yeah. Okay. Anyway. I think well so and there's a, um, the the black paint is oh, good right. for, yeah, is yeah, good yeah. for insulation. Now I'm remembering this. It's yeah. called Vanta Black. And yep, it yep. absorbs ninety nine point nine percent of okay. light. There we go. Um, but um, yeah, so apparently I've got a thing for. Her. Apparently I'm really impressed by <laughs> extreme extreme colors. Yeah. yeah. Um, All right. Well, that's cool. Okay. So no, but the, what you're saying is as much as we're making fun of this. What you're saying is that this is revolutionary, and it could actually it, it certainly like. Do I have to there. buy an air conditioner anymore? Well, that's the thing. So you the the. It will potentially reduce, and part of it, I believe, has to do with the the um, you know if it's uh, the environment, the humidity, that sort of thing. But if you lived in a place that you needed air conditioning sometimes of the year, maybe you wouldn't need it at all anymore. Uh, or you could go from you know just reducing it in general. You may you may not need it if you needed it before, or you may just use it less than you did. You know, like if you're like at my house, you know, in the summer I'm running a lot, like in the DCs. Yeah, it's hot. Like, um, so. Um, but you may, you may be able to use it less. But but it doesn't. Okay. So but ultimately, like, it's just something that happens over time, right? So the 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 the, the whiteness um, will probably lower my my uh, power usage. Yeah. 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 Um, and also probably make me go to IKEA more. Yeah. <laughs> For sure. <laughs> okay. Get it now. Uh, the, the, what do white the, people do? I don't know. Okay, so I like this idea. The only thing I am concerned about is when you reflect this much light, the light goes somewhere. Mm. This thing back into the out into space, but also into our eyes. Like, are we going to be living in an environment where like? There's so much things painted white that we're just. I guess it it's depends like, on where you are. You know, like when it snows in the winter. And sure, yeah. it's really oh bright. Oh my god, it can't yeah. like deal. Sure. Yeah. Well, uh, you know, I, I assume that it will just reflect back and reflect back, and it will add to global warming, which makes for really pleasant winters. It'll be fine. No, it goes out, out back into space. 
We have an atmosphere that re- reflects yeah, the fact. Yeah, isn't it going to go into the... That's I'm... not my problem. That's interesting. Hey, look, I'm all in on uh, the whitest white leading to global warming, because that's what's been happening forever, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> so, it is, there's no timeline to get it to market, um, you know, coming out of uh, academia, so... Uh, no offense. From the ivory tower. From the ivory, the uh, from the whitest tower available. The whitest ivory ivory you've ever seen. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, <laughs> the guy's got to dust off his Birkenstocks and then you yeah. know, talk to the. You have patches on their show on their, on their <laughs> to the intellectual property people and. Yep. <laughs> Explain to us how important it is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 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 Oh, you don't understand. Oh, no. I definitely don't have my own experience. I don't understand. I need you to teach me about it. White uh, paint. <laughs> so that is my stat of the week. That's a great stat of the week, Joey. That's maybe my favorite stat of the week. All right. But there was no number. I like the black stat better. I'm going to go on I'm not going to say all paints matter. It's just not going to do it. It's not going to happen. <laughs> You wanted me to say it, but I'm not going to. On that note, <laughs> um, until next show, Boo. you can find this us. Why we don't do this in the same room? Boom, boom. <laughs> oh, so fun fact: um, we were doing the 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 uh, New York Times spelling bee. You guys do that? Yep. Okay. Let's do that. I love that. The spelling bee? Yeah. yeah play the same is great. It's fantastic. It's what? a little app, and like oh. you get like seven letters, and you've got to like make words out of it. Okay. So today, um, the the letter you had to use was M, uh, and then there was six other letters. And uh, my mother said, "How about Moo Moo?" Mm. So I put M O O M O O. Yeah. Did not work. Yeah. No. And I put M-U-M-U in. And I was like, nope, it doesn't work. And she said, did you put M-U-U, M-U-U in? And I was like, that's not how words work. <laughs> There's no such thing as two U's in a row. And then I put it in and it worked. Except huh. for moving. Yep. I think apparently it's Hawaiian. It is. I'm going to add that to my because I haven't done my uh, oh you haven't finished it yet (laughs) that's going to make you a genius (laughs) I was really proud when mom came up with that Um, I'm not sure why I got there but fun fact where are you at I can I'm at you 64 oh you need some help yeah yeah, yeah. Uh, I haven't haven't come up mammogram oh nice yeah we 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 nailed it today. Oh, wow. We spent a lot of time trying to become geniuses. <laughs> Did it work? Yeah, every 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 day. Uh, it takes the three of us, but we're always a genius at the end of the day. Beautiful. We refuse to go to sleep <laughs> until we're geniuses. Nice. As uh, do, do they, does the app tell you you're a genius? Yeah, okay. yeah it does. Yeah. Okay. There's there's levels. Okay. The top there's level. amazing. There's great. There's okay. You're nice, there's happy. There's... Wait. I just try to get the pantogram. So the pantogram is you use all of the letters. Oh, I won't tell you what the okay. pantogram is then. I might have already gotten it. Okay. Is it is this once a day or is it? No, yeah, every day. Okay. It's great. Highly recommend. Do you need no, to be a subscriber of the... Mm-hmm. Well, I got, a, I got a guy. You know a guy? Yeah. 
Neither is my wife. <laughs> <laughs> She's a subscriber. Maybe she can. Because she reads. Maybe she can break me off a little. Uh, she pays attention to. To the news, so maybe. you don't have to. Yeah. She watches the Pacer games for you as well. Ugh. I'm, no, I'm, I'm too nice. I don't make her do that. <laughs> <laughs> You're a good husband. Yeah. Well, let's get out of here. We'll be back with you next week. Um, have uh, safe holidays if you're traveling yeah. around. Be, uh, is, it, is it almost New Year's Eve? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Year. Well, if this okay. comes out on Thursday, uh, then uh, it'll, be New Year's Eve it'll be New Year's Eve Eve. Which is when you take your parakeets to the... Uh, God. <laughs> To the animal shelter. To you when you you fill your box truck with <laughs> parakeets. That's right. It's the Eve Eve. Eve Eve. Uh, you can hit us up on social media. Um, donate to your local animal shelter. <laughs> donate, please donate. Apparently, they get like they need on. they need lots of money and lots of food and lots of people that will watch after parakeets. Um, but you can hit us up on Twitter. We are at Undebeatables. We're on Facebook.com slash TheUndebeatables. Our website is TheUndebeatables.com. There's a contact form there. You can send us a message. We're on the... We got a store. The website slash store. Where we sell Smedium t-shirts. And soon... Soon enough. So we will have... More... Banging new shirts. More merchandise uh, described by one host as... Or one analyst as... Banging? What did you say? Banging. Banging. Banging new shirts. Okay. If you want uh, your body to be banging, then uh, I'm telling you, by the end of the, by the end of January, <laughs> you're gonna have banging new shirts. Okay. You're gonna be banging shirts. <laughs> You'll be able to join the F League. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh wow. For what's always coach. <laughs> Bobby Leonard and the architect Donnie Walt. We need more people in marketing. How <laughs> delight the party. <laughs> trying to hit it I think he thinks it's the number of notes you hit like more is better I think there's an over under on that <laughs> length of the song you know oh, like at the yeah. Super Bowl and sure yeah. and then start, start the band. you can bet on anything now that's yeah. right I wonder if they're betting on this uh, weekly yeah by the way I do not like the new the, the, the fan duel thing okay. you, you guys watched it uh, I've seen broadcast. the fan duel yeah sure 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 they used to do a trivia question Every game. Yep. And now we get over-unders for like six different guys, three on each team. I can't even follow what's going on. It's too much it's like work. too much information. Yeah. It, it, and second of all, who cares? Like, just let me do my trivia question. Right. So that I, I can love think about trivia. it for like a quarter and right. be like, oh, okay, yeah. I've been continuously impressed by the amount of ads that they have fit into the basketball game. Yeah. Like, they do an ad in between free throws. Yeah. For you sure. know, they do a quick little Mr. Quick. Now, I do love Mr. Quick. They do a really nice job. Those are great commercials. But I'm a huge it, fan of Mr. It's, Quick. It's in, between, it's in between free throws. There's usually like a little kid being like, did you throw the, the keys down the thing? He's like, yeah, I did. And that's all it takes. It's right. Good. And then they're out. You know, I love local commercials. Sure. 
I do too, but but FanDuel uh, less fun. They're not local. No. They're just no. they're just coming in with gambling money and they're going to take over everything. And it, it, first off, our trivia. <laughs> They've already taken our trivia. First, they came for your first trivia. They came for our trivia, and I said nothing. That's right. I didn't say nothing. I'm saying something. Right You're saying now. something now. <laughs> Let the record show that he said something before it ended. Before they came and took everything. Unbelievable. <laughs>